1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Hockey! Yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Hey, welcome to Judd's Hockey Show. Zolga, Declan Goff. Plenty uh, to digest to discuss your Twitter questions, a uh, Kaprasov update, um, rumors. and In fact, Declan, let's start with those. Okay. The Wild uh, has now won, as we record this on Tuesday morning, Or afternoon, three consecutive home games. Look out. They're on the road uh, for a couple this week before coming home to play the Blues on Saturday. Uh, Let's start in the rumor mill here. All right. And this was a report, I think, that came out late last week. The Ottawa Sun reporting that Ryan Donato, Kevin Fiala, and Joel Eriksson-Eck have been made available by Bill Guerin. All right. One, your initial thoughts off that. And two, if indeed, and it wouldn't be absolutely shocking... The uh, new Wild GM is shopping three young forwards, including two who were acquired by Paul Fenton last year in Fiala and Donato. What would you be looking to do at this point if you're already uh, starting to shop your young players?
0: Yeah, here's what I I'm a little confused by: is it just that he's shopping two of guys that two of the three guys in Donato and Fiala who are. Kind of on the outside looking into the roster right now. Fiala's been scratched. And I know he's had some a little bit of an injury bug as well. But, LBI, but, right? But, but mostly I think it's more of a scratch. Okay. Uh, Ryan Donato hasn't played much above the fourth line through the first dozen games here of the season. I just don't really know what you're trying to get back when you're shopping your 20. 20- Are you looking for almost the same age and same type of player where he's probably a mid-round pick and, and is 23 years old with a couple games under his belt? I'm a little perplexed by that. Now, he's probably also looking at what trades can I realistically make, too. And with so many veterans on non-movement clauses and also with value that is in the absolute tank, he's probably looking at that and saying these three guys in Donato, Fiala, Eck, are might be the only players right now on the roster that can bring me back something. But I don't know what that back is. I don't know what that return is uh, that he's trying to look for. So I'm a little shocked that a report this early in the season kind of came out too with with the younger players. I'm I'm a little surprised by that, but he's looking at ways to improve this roster long-term, but I I don't really understand wanting to trade away the young guys to do that.
1: That's my question is what are you, if you are already calling around and talking to um, teams about these three young forwards, are you trying to improve your roster long-term or is this some sort of weird short-term play or, or have you decided that, uh, Donato, who, as you said, and I went to the game against the Kings on Saturday, is now a fourth-line winger. Yeah. Have you decided that he and, and Fiala, who basically has lost his job, can't play? I don't understand because here's my thing. You have to accept who you are. And look, you can win some home games. We all get that. Yeah. And and the, the LA Kings absolutely stink. Yeah. They're bad. They're terrible. They're really bad. So my question is because if you're doing anything with a short-term play in mind, it's a mistake. Like, you should be doing nothing that says any... Like, you should not be trying to appease veteran players by getting different young players or making trades for other, I don't know, veteran players. If you're Bill Guerin, everything you do has to be based on Kaprasov, him hopefully coming in 2021. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my confusion goes to... because. Donato and Fiala right now, unless I'm missing something, have no value. Correct. Like they've decided they can't play. Correct. And they're burying them, which I also don't like. Right. Like they should be playing. I, there's no... Look, Look, I got a very simple question. If you are a Wild fan, answer this realistically. What's the joy? And I'm actually, I'm glad that this guy is performing better because I felt bad for him. But what's the joy in seeing, if you think it, it just helps your team, Eric Stahl score a goal? Now, I like it because it makes it more marketable yeah. and God knows at the deadline with a list of teams that I can trade him to, I'm going to trade him to one of those teams. But you beat the Kings on Saturday, five one. Okay, who cares? It means nothing. They're they're bad. You're not good. So if you are if if this is saying, Well, boy, we can trade Fiala or we can trade Eck or Donato and we can get something to help us right now, no. Right. No, and that's also not saying I wouldn't trade them. But unless it's all about the future, I'm confused here, and you're and that's why it also perplexes me that with at least two of the three players that we're talking about, they're burying them right now. Yeah, Why are you burying them? Let them play, Let them screw up. It doesn't matter because you're either gonna find out they are horse bleep or you're gonna find out, oh, pleasant surprise, in which case you can either trade them from there and certainly if they are playing decently, you've increased their value. Or you just find out they can't play, but at least you found that out.
0: Right, and if you're a rebuilding team, what you need to be doing is stockpiling young talent, trying to hit in the draft lottery, um, signing cost-effective players, and right now I'm just a little confused on maybe what Bill Guerin's logic is. Now, there might might be a method to this madness here. Maybe there's something that he knows that we don't know. And I think that's that's the biggest gray area that we we just don't know what his long-term goal is right now and with the Wild winning four out of five or whatever it's been here, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, maybe maybe this team can actually do something, which I still don't buy because you beat the Kings, who is all, who are an awful hockey team. Um, I'm, I'm just a little confused why you would want to trade away the guys who are cost-effective players that are on bridge deals, that are still RFAs after those bridge deals are over, so you could still keep them on the cheap unless something miraculous happens with their game, which would only be good for the team long term. So I, you, if you're going to trade Donato or Fiala, then I'm hoping I'm getting back a 22- to 23-year-old player just like those two are. Sure. Joel Joe Erickson eck is not someone I should be... I don't want to be shopping Joel Eriksson-Eck right now. I think be, just because of his position alone, he should not be on the market. This is, your, this is like it or not, this is going to be one of your centers of the future. So don't or give find, away that or guy. Or
1: find that out right now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Find it no, out right I'm now. I'm with you on this. But don't give away. Don't give him away at all. I mean, he's the only guy that of these players that, that I would keep. And when, when I wrote for scorenorth.com last week about players I would keep, Eric Sinek was on that list. Not because I think he can be, not, not because of his offensive production, but he's a solid two-way forward. He's a first-round pick. You want to invest in your your, your draft picks. And parting ways from this early, I, I, again, unless Garen's got something up his sleeve that I don't know about, mm-hmm. I'm just a, I'm a little confused there.
1: This is the year to find out who's a bust, or who's busts, and... Joel Eriksson might be. We don't know. But who's a bust and who's not? And look to the team. I'll say this. The ship has sailed. Saturday night, you announced 17,000. Yeah. There were probably 14 to 15 there. People who have tickets are not going now. Your team is boring. It's slow. It's old. And the players that are young, you're really not playing enough. Your defense, I really like. You've got some nice components there. Matthew Dumba is a fun player to watch. Oh, yeah. He's going to screw up, but I don't care. Okay? Yep, don't care. Um, but the ship has sailed here you you if you make if there's any thought that you're going to attempt to rectify this thing to like make us a, a playoff run or something that's stupid okay don't be stupid don't be stupid you are in a competitive market where people have bailed and the only way that they're really going to come back is if you give them an eight seed in the playoffs, you ain't going to get them back right you need to come back at some point here, and it's not going to be this year, and it probably won't be next year. But you got to come back at some point within the next probably three to four years as a championship, Stanley Cup caliber, caliber team. Yeah, caliber. Not you don't have to win it, but if there's any temptation to be like, well, people are now with tickets aren't showing up. That that's because you caused this problem, and now Bill Guerin needs to be the solution. And Bill Guerin shopping young talent now. Now, if he's going to get good young players back or something for the future, I guess. Awesome. Right. Awesome. That's great but my feeling right now as we have this a uh, discussion in, in late october is that right now i don't think teams are going to do that so i just i saw that and and look i am all for trading every veteran that's not basically boarded down come the deadline, which I believe, again, is late February. Right. So those trades I'm fine with, and they're mm-hmm. going to be great, and I would trade stalls gone, and heck, again, if I could get Koivu to waive the no-trade clause or no-move clause because he wants to go and try and win, because he could still give some team that's a competitor yeah. decent. You know, I'm all for that. Um, but please don't be confused as to your place in this market. Nobody cares about you now, and and that's because of what was done previously. So you need to get back to a really good place. And that good place is going to be established by taking it on the chin as much as you can th- this year. And I don't know how many ways to say that and I know that there's some people that don't want to hear that, but Declan, that's that's who you are. Yeah. And and by the way, it's okay too. Like I'm I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah, look at every Stanley Cup contending team over the last, you know, especially the Penguins, Blackhawks and even we'll, we'll even go with the Kings from earlier this decade. They had players that they drafted in the draft lottery, mostly in the top five. They built around those core. They supplemented the roster when it yep. was time. That's the blueprint. And to be honest, that's a blueprint for, you could say, for all four major sports. But hockey right now, and with the way the Wild are at, that is going to be the only way that they turn this ship around quickly. And to market yourself as a as a team that is rebuilding, that's why you need this draft lottery. That's why you need not just a a top five pick, I honestly think it would be the number one overall pick to spark something. Well, I'll take just.
1: I'll take a top five. Just to say that
0: you have the top overall pick. When was uh, Brian Murphy brought this up when we were on Score North live a few weeks ago, that when was the last draft pick that, that fans went, Oh my God, I I can't wait to see that kid play. Gabrick. Gabrick. The first time 20 years ago, almost. So um, you, you, that's what you need right now. You need to go, suck to get a, to get that chance to have the best lottery odds. Because now, with the Wild winning, you know, four out of five, whatever it's been, I think they're now sixth. So, you know, now they're back behind the eight ball of, of in the top five of draft lottery because they're winning. And it, it's going to ebb and flow right. throughout the next, you know, 70 games or so. But but that's where you need to be. You need to be keeping your young core intact. So that's not trading Donato and, and Eric Sinek and, and Fiala, at least for the time being. And that's you. You keep those young guys in. You play them, but right now they're on the outside looking in on the roster.
1: The Fiala thing really confuses me because, and I, I know he did miss uh, three games or so because of what they termed to be, I think, a lower body injury, right? But he's a, uh, as far as I know, uh, th- we're recording this as I said earlier on on uh, Tuesday. Wild plays Dallas tonight. He's a scratch again. Healthy scratch this time, correct?
0: Yeah, it sounds like he's a healthy scratch.
1: Okay. Uh, This one confuses me because this is a kid. Look, Paul Fenton might have swung and missed completely. And for all I know, Fiala stinks. And and he made an awful pass from behind his own net, I believe, the loss in Montreal. That was irresponsible and stupid. But this team is in no position to basically bench a guy for that. And you know what? In two years, they probably can. And in two years, Kevin Fiala might be in Florida or something. But I also don't get this whole thing of they're, it's like they're trying to hold him accountable because he's Fenton's guy and it's easy to do. Yeah. I just don't like how this comes off. And I'm not defending him as a player. He might not be that smart a player or that good a player. He might be skilled, but it doesn't translate. But nonetheless, this to me is this whole thing of, well, Fenton got you and so you're buried. I really don't like because you did trade assets for these you guys. Away kill and you owe, yeah, you owe it to yourself. If you're going to try and and either get the most from the Fialas and Donatos and or spin them off, you owe it to build up their value as much as possible. Now, the Rask one was stupid. I'll I'll give them that and bench him. I don't care. He's washed up. He's, what, 25 or so? It's just sad, but he's just not going to – But. Dex, Fiala and Donato are two guys that I've got to get long looks at, and I don't care who traded for them. I don't care how dumb that was. I don't care how much internally Paul Fenton might be despised. Mm-hmm. The Fiala thing just strikes me as really, really odd because at his best, he can score some goals. Right. You've got to – you desperately need guys who can score goals. Yeah, and you Find you, that
0: out. And you need, you need to see if Fiala is legit. I mean, when he was in Nashville, he scored 23 goals. He played on a – On the third line down there. And that Nashville team was deep. And I might be getting into an apology to a certain Predators team later in this podcast uh, for picking them last in the division. Yes, you did. Uh, You can say that louder because we um, were picks that day and you picked them last. But Fiala, you you can see why Fenton saw something there because he he did have such a great third season and a young season. But also that Predators team was just so deep and skilled that he probably was just the product of a really, really good deep team. And now that he... Got some minor time, not a lot, but a, a, maybe a small enough sample size from Bruce Bougeau to realize this guy can't be in my top six, which is unfortunate. I don't agree with Bruce there. Bruce knows a lot more about hockey than I well, certainly Bruce, do. Bruce
1: is going to try to milk wins. Yeah, too.
0: and and that's who he is. He's one of the best coaches of of, of this decade. Yep. So I, I, under, I get where Bruce is coming from, from a hockey sense, but I really think um, this is where the dynamic between your GM and your head coach is so polarizing because I'm sure Bill Guerin wants these guys to get – top minutes I want I but know he's
1: got to go to Bruce then that, and this and is why I said go to Bruce that. and say "I'm Bruce you're not getting fired w- you know in, in April we'll see what's what uh and heck by that time Bruce might be I'm done here but this is why I think Bill Guerin has to go to Boudreaux and say Bruce I'm not going to fire you but you have to play the, these kids because you tell me this what's the upside of the veterans playing what's the upside wins right but you're milking Short-term those wins yeah. and and but I kid you not on Saturday night, it was like watching a game straight from 1986. The speed of that game was nil. The Kings are old and young, but their old guys can't skate. Yeah, watching the Wild, the Wild. What was sad was the Wild fell asleep in the second period, woke up late in the second. I think Stahl scored a goal, and then and then tried harder in the third and skated circles around the Kings. But both of these teams were so damn slow. I mean, if I, if if I am if I'm well, I wouldn't wish myself to be Batman, but let's say I did for one second. <laughs> if I'm Gary Bettman, that game on Saturday is my nightmare. Yeah, Slow pace of play, older players who are basically done. And so, yeah, you know, you're right. If I play Parisi and I play Stahl, maybe they can score more. But it's doing me no good. Like, I know what they can do and what they can't do. And they're not parts of the long term. Now, they, they might be here in Zach's case or Ryan's case long term, but they're not part of the solutions. Fiala possibly could be Donato possibly could be and it's just like they have buried those guys have been like you're not going to play and I say to myself okay that makes no sense Um, question for you yeah off that uh, topic yeah I'm just going to ask you a question and you start off the conversation do we have a goaltending if not controversy issue in St. Paul
0: I don't think this is an issue no I think this is good I think this is a good problem to have uh, Devin Dubnik got off to a really rocky start. He gets banged up. Alex Staylock has to play out of necessity. I'd, I would really like to go back and see the last time, if ever, uh, Alex Stalock started back to back games with the wild. I don't think that's happened before. Um, this is a good issue to have. I know Bruce Boudreaux is going to want to get Devin Dubnik back in the lineup, but he is going to have be Staloc is going to force his hand to stay in there. So this is a good problem to have. Uh, Devin Dubnik has played way too much over the course of his career I still think you can get something from him at a deadline cause every team's looking for goalie help at the trade deadline. So good this contract, is, too, right? Yeah, good good, affordable good contract. Affordable. Budget. And this is a good problem to have with your goaltenders. Alex Daylock is going to start, uh, as we record today on Tuesday, he's going to start in with Dallas. Dubnik gets the next game on Wednesday. And then let's see how that kind of materializes. But right now, if it's an every other start, 50-50 down the split, 60-40 even, yep. that's good. This is a good problem to have finally for the well.
1: Okay, so I don't want this team to win, but I, I think Bruce does. I think Bruce definitely wants to, as I keep calling it, milking wins. So let me give you why Staylock and, and this has to be addressed with Dubnik because clearly his feelings are going to be hurt. But if I, I sit them both down and I say, look, we're trying to win. We are, for the most part, at least our forwards, we're pretty damn slow. We're a slow team. Alex can move the puck. Devin, you really can't. Like I don't want Devin...
0: Never should leave the crease.
1: Anything that Devin does in trying to help play the puck is a negative it's a to me. Nightmare. Like, I'm not sure if there's an analytically based study, but I would guess it would say that this guy should never touch the puck. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah. So, if I'm trying to milk wins, it's very simple to me. I say, Alex, as long as he's playing decent. He doesn't have to be playing great, but as long as—and against the Kings, he was very good, I thought. But as long as he's playing decent hockey, his ability to get the puck up and get it out is really good. And yes, he will screw up occasionally, but he's not incompetent there. And if I'm going to have breakouts, I want as many guys that can move the puck on that ice as possible. And Staylock gives you that and quite simply— Dubnik, God bless him. He just doesn't give yeah. you that, right?
0: Alex Salok is your sixth skater on the ice and not just 5 fault.
1: You're right, though. It sets you up perfectly to trade Dubnik, yes. which is absolutely ideal.
0: And that might be how Devin Dubnik gets his value kind of back up is playing sparingly and playing in a role where he's set up to be successful instead of being burnt out there for five games in a week. You know, like that. I think that's what's killed Devin Dubnik over the last few years, especially during playoff runs, is the guy starts 60 games out of year by necessity And kind of by the postseason, outside of the one time against the Blues, he really hasn't played too well. I mean, the sample size of 25 starts or whatever it is for Dubnik in the playoffs, and I think four wins, that tells you an awful lot, even though the team in front of you might not have capitalized on their chances offensively. That's a good enough body of work to tell me either you stink in the playoffs or you're overworked. So this is good for Devin Dubnik because I do think you can trade him and get... Either another goalie or something back in return. I mean, Alex Stalock has numbers that are right around league average. He's the perfect kind. Just like when we were talking about guys we'd build around with some forwards and, and cost-effective players, Alex Stalock is exactly that kind of goalie. You can get by with average goaltending while you're rebuilding. I mean, my God, I, I still can't believe that Florida gave Bob that seven-year, $10 million deal. He's awful, and well, they're in, stuck with him.
1: Yeah, in seven years, it, yeah.
0: Never, ever, ever in a salary cap league overpay for your goaltending. Do you know what ever, they are? Never, ever. ever. Do,
1: do you know what they are? They're running backs. Yeah, never. It's the same type of deal. They're you can find them. You can find them, and and that's the problem. Dubnik is in, in his mind. Adrian Peterson. He wants to be on the field constantly, or in his case. the the ice, but look at the amount of successful teams now that I'm not saying they do a 50, 50 split, but they do way more of a split Mm -hmm. and they don't burn their guy out. Right. Yeah. But that's the problem.
0: That's the issue they have.
1: Okay. So off that question in St. Paul internally, the odds that once Dubnik is, is set to come back from, I believe it was a upper body. Yeah. Yeah. He has back or something. He fell against, well, he got upended by uh, Donato against Edmonton and fell oddly. Uh, Odds in your mind that we actually do see some sort of split that gets to like significant playing time. Let's not even say it's 50 50. Sure. 60 40. 60
0: 40 in favor, of Nick? Yes. I would say 70% right now that that is going to be the case. I mean, that
1: would be impressive that's for them. A, that's high. That'd be a change uh, for this team. It's,
0: it's enough to do that. It's enough where 30%, I think, is enough where Bruce could resort g- g- back to old habits. and But goaltending, just like we talked about, is such an enigma for this team right now sure. that I don't think you really can, and, and even though as much as we're praising Staylock, we're not also suggesting that Staylock should be the 70-30 guy. What we want is equal goalie rotation between both Dubnik and Alex Staylock. So that that's a good thing. And I think Staylock's played well enough that he has put himself in the conversation to, to be in there every night instead of the last two years of Staylock, where essentially he was the back. He was... The second of a back to back, and once a week. I mean, I think he started 12 games last year. You know? and, yeah, and, he did. And goaltenders. And it um, drove me crazy at the time. And, and goaltending statistics, when you are starting on a back to back, are skewed because your team is exhausted from playing the night before. So I'm not suggesting either that Dubnik should just now be the kind of the the role reversal. No, I think you do a an, an adequate split between Dubnik and Stalock 55 to 45, 60 to 40. No more of this eighty twenty crap, which we saw for the last three years. You're, Devin Dubnik is no longer the goalie, and this team is no longer in a position where Dubnik should be playing that much.
1: And there's no compelling case to do this. Like, there's no great case to be like, but he's done this or done that. He's played a ton. Yeah. Uh, he, he came in now, what, four or five years back, saved their bacon, played absolutely fantastic. Probably
0: the best trade in Wild history.
1: But this notion of, well, he's got to play, he's got to play, he's got to play, is dumb. Now it's done. It, it's mistaken. Yeah. And because, so Staloc played on Thursday night in Nashville. And I think he allowed at least one or two soft goals. Ordinarily on Saturday, Dubnik comes right back. Yeah. But they didn't ha- have him because uh, Dubnik was still hurt. But here's my thing off that. Are you telling me Devin Dubnik has not allowed some weird soft goals? Oh. Like to be like, oh, Alex Stalock allowed that goal and Devin Dubnik would have stopped it. That's folly right now. That's not, an, not That's not even close to being true. So true. Yes. That's a, That is a narrative put forth by I don't know whom, but it's not and I do think that, Devnik, that dubnik that Becomes a really nice trade ship here. I I agree. There's nothing like watching wild hockey live and in person at XL Energy Center. The sound of the puck on the boards, the excitement of the stands, and fans cheering on their favorite hockey team. Tickets remain for 2019 2020 home games, including special ticket packs that include unique experiences or merchandise. For the best ticket locations, check out wild.com backslash ticks. That's wild.com backslash T I X. There's nothing like it. Wild hockey. We'll see you at the X. Twitter questions, Twitter sir. Questions. Halfway through uh, Judd's hockey show, give us lay some Twitter questions out there.
0: All right. Do the this is from Jesse Hansen at Eagle Eye Twenty Thirteen. Do the Wild have in the system? Do the Wild have a goalie in the system with some potential? So there's, I believe, two guys okay. that come to mind. Talk to me. Um, in Iowa, he, and he was up earlier this year when, or just this last week when Nick was gone. Blanking on his name right now. Who, who Capo is just a, Yeah, Capo. So there's one, and yep. then the kid that they just drafted in this last draft is That's playing right. very, very well early on in the developmental leagues. I, I don't. It might be in the OHL, um, but there is actually for the first time in a long time two legitimate goalie prospects who are probably a couple years away. Especially the recent draft pick. You know, he's probably three years away from being an NHL caliber goaltender. Yep. Um, but. Actually, I think that is an encouraging sign for this team that they have two goaltenders who you can stick on the wall and see what's going to happen here. I don't, I don't know if they're Vesna candidates, but I do think there's two names here that that can work out.
1: Development, man. This year, to me, is all about when it comes to the Wild uh, about obtaining draft picks and development. Right.
0: So that's that's huge for them. Uh, I, I think that's that's a good problem for the Wild to have. They can actually have some legitimate people in there. Uh, this is from Catholic Sports Dude. A great. Twitter I handle, it. I guess. Yep. Uh, who should be the first player traded for picks this season from the roster? So picks. He wants draft picks. He's not looking for. I'm with him, actually. So I think this is a great I'll idea. Let-
1: this team needs to stockpile draft picks in the worst way possible, and and then of course when they execute them, do it in a wise way, which has not always been the case. Uh, the first player traded for draft picks. Well. If we're to believe this report from the Ottawa Sun, it might be a guy like Donato Fiala or Joel eriksson I hope it's not. I would make it a veteran. Uh, I would not wait on Eric Stahl. I would not wait. He's playing. He got off to an awful start. He is now playing pretty well. Okay? I would trade him as quick as possible. Because if I hold him until the deadline, the more I think about this, Declan, who's to say at his age? I mean, he could go. He's been off the cliff before and sort of brought himself back. Good for him. Um, he's got, I believe, a limited no-move clause, but there are teams he can be traded to. He, he, of course, signed an extension at the deadline last year instead of uh, Paul Fenton trading him to the Bruins, who tried to obtain him. My answer would be Eric Stahl. I would want to move him as soon as possible, if I can get the right return. How about you?
0: I think I would probably go with Zucker because I don't think Jason Zucker is someone who's going to warrant a young kid back. I think that is a guy who would, you get a, a low first round pick for, I think someone would bite on yeah. that speed and his maddening ability to uh, go towards the net and not finish. But that I'm not telling what? you that when I'm, when I'm selling him,
1: I got a question for you off that. Yeah. What, what do the analytics say about his, cause he had the one great year. Yeah. Um, what has happened to him, though? Be, because I think we've seen now a two-year sample size of he's got the speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets not one a game, but, oh, there's, yeah. but he gets breakaways. Yeah. He gets great chances. What do the advanced metrics say about his inability to hit the net?
0: It, it's amazing. I mean, like l- this is not just
1: it seems to be a regular occurrence.
0: Right. And Zucker was someone who last year his shooting percentage was very low. A year after that, it was very high. So, regression was coming last year. Sure. So, he still scored 21 goals on a very lower shooting percentage, but that regression was was definitely going to be coming. I think he capitalized t- those two seasons ago playing with Koivu and Granlin, and that was a, one of the best, most proactive lines in hockey. And his ability to go to the net and finish, sometimes it's luck, but at the end of the day, I think you see enough sample size where you say you just you don't have anything to finish. I don't know if it's a move. I don't know if it's the shot you have the ability to get to the net yeah you just can't finish i it,
1: he I, just misses so much I think now. it's
0: between the years I think it's a hundred percent just between the years that he's a guy that can drive possession and and he has great speed and you want that in today's NHL but the guy can't find find the net at all and it's and it's absolutely frustrating to be i believe
1: it's baffling too because right. he's got the speed he's got the skill set he just can't complete the task because i I've got to think that for all the shots that it seems like the past year plus, season plus, that he's missed the net, if he puts, let's say, 25% of those on goal, a percentage are just going to get through. Correct. Like, they might be bad goals, but who cares? Right. It's just a very bizarre thing.
0: It's super bizarre. And uh, I guess that... Uh, our friend Ben Remington wants to know: Rate Jason Zucker on a scale of one to five. Benedict Arnold's—I think uh, the Benedict Arnold's from the Revolutionary War—is who he's referring to. I think I, I think Carly's five. Not gonna like this question, I little. think five might be the the Benedict Arnold, and one is more like uh, Brett Favre leaving the Packers to the Jets. I think is that that's a decent scale. What's
1: the co- or what what's the uh, basis though? I don't know. Like what's he done that deserves that?
0: Uh. I, th- I think maybe I don't think he's done anything. i don't think he's done anything maybe because of the the comments towards Boudreaux about, oh. about the comments which I think we've he apologized he for that apologized those. and we ignored that, that
1: whole thing would have that whole thing was he made a mistake he realized it on the plane home he apologized yep that was it I still would have probably if I had been Garen taken action mm-hmm. but he apologized he
0: apologized it's
1: done now no all I want him to do now is hit the bleep net
0: right and even like just looking at Zucker, bringing it back to Zucker here on, sure. on what's wrong with him. You know his shooting percentage is thirteen percent right now. You know that's that's better. You, you, he has three goals in eleven games. He's a negative five. His Corsi four has been pretty positive. He's driving three goals. Possession.
1: And how how many of those off the top of your head do you recall are tip-ins? I think two because they're scoring goals off their and, asses and tip-ins, which don't. I mean Zucker should be should be a sharpshooter.
0: Right? You think you would think, but I don't. I don't think he has a shot to do that. I really just don't think but he But it's has very that bizarre shot. with the
1: skill set, though, because everything 100%. else gets him. He puts himself in the perfect position to get that shot, and that I, sniper shot.
0: And I love me a good set play design tip on a power play. That's I not, love it. It's hockey porn to me. I freaking love it. But that's really not that how be, Jason Zucker should that, be scoring That's goals. Jordan Greenway's yeah, bag. Yeah, right.
1: That's his bag, man. Right. right. That's not I'm Jason Zucker's bag. I'm, I'm with you. I want I want pucks going off uh, the sticks in the butts of Zach Parise. Hmm. Greenway. No, I'm I'm serious here. Yeah, I'm with you. But I need guys like Fiala and Zucker. I need to say, can you score sharpshooter goals? Yeah. I don't need I, – I got my tip-ins. I got my tip-in, guys. They're working the front of the net. Now I need you to be – can you – keep going. A
0: couple NHL-related questions from people. Uh, yeah. Leslie wants to know, do you think the Islanders can win the Stanley Cup this year? I am an Islanders fan.
1: Oh, boy. Um Too early to tell, because right now people are singing the praises of the Capitals, and the Capitals are off to this great start. No, have you seen the Washington Capitals? And I've always said, the last thing on the face of the earth, and Tampa Bay learned this last year, last season, the last thing that I want is to be concerned about the points title, or, Mm -hmm. man, am I turning up in November? I'm I'm the best team in hockey, and then I'm going to be the best team in hockey in spring, and then guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to fall the bleep asleep in in, uh, the playoffs, because the playoffs are different, the playoffs are very tough. So, Islanders... I think as long as as Lamarillo is making your decisions, you're in good shape.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Varlamov has went in there and replaced Leonard, um, who won a Jennings Trophy here a year ago. And, yeah, and, they cut
1: bait with him. Yeah,
0: Barry and Barry Trots is, is is a great coach too, man. I and don't forget the playoffs are fan. a different animal. Big fan, and I think I think this team has has the firepower to get there. I think they have the firepower to get there in the in in the East. Brock Nelson, Anders Lee are, are great players to build around. Obviously, Matthew Brizell is, is, is amazing. I mean, yep. is, but they've
1: kept their they've kept their key core. Sweet. They've and done a really good job. They,
0: they, so they have the talent I'll there on top. I'm a, I have questions in net like I always do, but this was also a team, I, I believe, last year that had the best defense in hockey, the they best did. defensive shutdown team in hockey, and I think they got just past the first round, and that was it. They were out, I think, in the semis. Second round, right? So... so it's that's hard that's hard to do so i think you need that would mean you need your big players to really step up and you're gonna have a lot from goaltending i think the east is a little wide open after washington you know and tampa's struggling i believe right now it's too. so hard
1: to tell right now so though. i put so little stock in so hard to tell. i put stock in in the fact that i watched i watched the wild and they're not, just not good they've got no speed they've got nothing that translates But with lots of teams, it's so hard to watch. And that's why the Blues could do what the Blues did. Yeah. Because there are translatables to the spring and non-translatable things. And a team like the Blues last year, which in January, I think January 4th, was the worst team in the entire league. It was hard to tell. Uh, So. the East is tough. Heck, you know what? I'm not discounting Pittsburgh. They've been up and down, but they've had a Once ton of guys healthy. hurt. Yeah, they'll be back. Uh, but Carolina's yeah, been Isles are a nice team. Yep. And you know what? It would be fun to see them win a cup since they won four consecutive when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Would be a Billy lot Smith fun. and goal, man. Who uh, is he good?
0: One more from uh, Samuel Irvin. Are yeah. you? This is to me. Uh, are you ready to change your opinion on Nashville yet? Uh, briefly hinted at this in the podcast. Yeah, earlier. what
1: happened? Okay, take us back. The- uh, so, okay, we did I, predictions. I, I remember that.
0: Thought that Nashville, Smashville, uh, I like Smashville. To call it. Who is a, f- a fun hockey market? It's great in Nashville. I love that. I just thought that they would start coming back down to earth. I think they have a great team, but I thought they had a lot of overachievers. I thought Pecorino would start breaking down. I was wrong. Uh, Nashville is still very good. Nashville could very much win this division, I think.
1: Right sounds now, sounds like a mirage, to me, keep going. And
0: uh, I admit that I'm wrong. I have, if I could go back, and I, I don't want to spend so much time listening to audio because I already have to listen and transcribe everyone here at Score North, which is already keeps me up at night. Do a great job. Um, of that. I don't want to go back and admit how many times I'm wrong in a podcast because it's a lot. But this is uh, well, we you can you can add can talk it for a living. to chapter thirteen of the book of Declan Goff was wrong again. So okay. my brother is uh, also co-signing and, and giving the forward in that book as well. So
1: I thought your brother had a question on Twitter as well.
0: He did. He wanted to know uh, something with the beyond score. Shout out the to score. Liam. He, he, yes, my brother did tweet in earlier this week. One second, I'll edit this out.
1: I saw it yesterday. Yeah.
0: Here we go. Uh, my brother wants to know, LC.0, by the way, Liam, uh, mm-hmm. can we please get a cluster fund of Declan ice skating? Eh. Can't and you ice skate? Not really. Really? Not Yeah. I'm surprised by that. It's not something I like to brag about. Okay. Uh, but this actually is a legitimate question here. Okay. Uh, how good has Brad Hunt looked lately? Also, does Nick Sealer deserve a shot somewhere else? It looks like he's been supplemented, uh, uh, supplanted by uh, Carson Soce.
1: Uh Let's start on on Brad Hunt. For all the bad deals that Paul Fenton seemingly made, Brad Hunt, nice pickup. Yeah. He's a nice power play player. He would be – here's the thing with Brad Hunt – I would be tempted to shop him in February because he's a power play specialist yes. yes, and you don't need that.
0: You don't need it. But other teams do. he could get
1: you something. Yes. And he's the type of guy that Fenton got that you could parlay. I'm not saying into a superstar, not trying to go down that path, but into a nice player or a high draft pick comparatively to what you thought. So I'm not saying a high first round pick, but I really like what Brad Hunt brings. Awesome. Yeah. And I think he brings a capability that if you're a contender on the blue line, Come playoffs, you'd love to have that guy. Power he would play be, specialist, man. I,
0: I would sell him very, very fast. I originally had him on the players I would keep when I did my piece last week. But once I saw his age and the circumstances that he's in right now in Minnesota, yep. it's so hard to project long-term future results to a guy who's 31. Absolutely. And a guy whose bread and butter is on the power play, which is great. It's awesome. But that would some team is going to bite on that. We saw Nashville give up. Multiple picks to get Wayne Simmons and Mikael Groundlin there thinking that they could improve their power play last season. It didn't work. You're right. But teams are going to be suckered into that. I would totally be – and and that's not to say Brad Hunt is not a nice player because he's been a great surprise this year. No, but he's an asset. But he is an asset for you at the deadline. He honestly might be your most marketable short-term result back you can get. Crazy thing to say, but might not be that wrong.
1: No, I wouldn't be surprising Uh, at all. On Sealer, I would just wait. Yeah. Susie's playing now, but – that could change in a right. heartbeat. I, I here's the thing that I know: Susie and Sealer, if shopped, are going to get you zero. Yeah, they're not. Gonna get so it. that's fine. Just keep playing them if you don't want to play them. I don't even really get the difference. I, I think Susie has played decently, and I think I heard a stat that at one point in time he might have been the only wild player who had not been a minus in a game or something off the charts. Yeah, considering how bad the start was for this team, but uh, Sealer, you know what? play at Iowa, whatever, it's fine.
0: Yeah, Pete Blackburn had a good, good piece who uh, is on CBS Sports now. Uh, he did his Power Rings of the Wild and said their best player could be mistaken for a parking valet, which is Brad Hunt. So He I, does I look like he could be a He could a look like a parking valet. valet he's got the
1: howitzer, man. Or, yeah, he's got a parking great Parking valets don't have that shot. No,
0: they do not. They do not have that shot. that's a good question, Liam. Hilarious. Great so, yeah, job. Thank you. Twitter problem. questions. Appreciate that. Uh I have a brief Cappers off update, but it's almost the same as last week. Is he, he back? He, he is not. What is going on? He's he's. This is a week to week injury. He has not played since October nineteenth. I believe it was LBI. I
1: need you to be on but, top.
0: But but no. But here's here's the thing, Judd. I'm not I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned with this injury. Why? He's not going to be here for eleven months, right? Or okay. even let's just go. Let's just call it nine months. Let's just open free agency in July first. All right. He's not going to be here for nine months. I am okay with him getting hurt now, knowing that he's probably going to be okay and healthy in July 1st. It's okay. Do not panic. Don't freak
1: I out. Want more information on the LBI. It's Russia. Do you realize I w- how difficult it I is to get information to pierce- from Russia? I want you to pierce the Russian KHL confidentiality agreement, and I want to know what's wrong with Capricell. I'll email our buddy Putin. Because you keep telling me that not to be concerned about it, but then you can't tell me what's wrong, and it's Russia, so that makes me even more I, nervous. So I want answers here. What?
0: You're worried that— Judge Ru- Hockey
1: Show, we get to the bottom of stuff. You, you think—you're worried
0: about the Russians not disclosing information to us? You think that's a cause for concern I right think, now?
1: I think that to the—I'm concerned about the National Hockey League doing that. I'm concerned about <laughs> Bill Belichick and the, and the NFL doing that. And I'm mostly concerned about the KHL, yes. I am very worried about how uh, so there's no update he got off to a fantastic start but now it might is it two weeks is that right
0: yeah it's been about it's about a week and a half two weeks yeah
1: all right what I'm sorry what's next uh lost how all, concerned are you with,
0: with these stars kind of dropping like flies and in the air you know, the uh, I was gonna bring
1: that up next it's a great I am very concerned and I yeah it and it's I not good it. for the league no it's not it's not good for the league and I don't care what you think about Tarasenko Landon Skog all these guys Guys being hurt sucks. Yeah, not good. And I say the same thing about quarterbacks in football. And so I don't know that there's a solution here or like there's an answer, but it upsets me and I'm definitely concerned. And I'm sure Wild fans are like, well, this will give us more of a chance. But it doesn't matter. I want to see when I go to when I go to the X on Saturday night to see the Blues play. I want Tarasenko there. Yeah. Partially because he drives me bleeping crazy Hmm. because he'll take two periods off and then look like uh, Gretzky in the third. So it's fun to get mad about that. But I want these guys playing. I didn't like the fact that I I went to the X and Drysaddle and McDavid basically no-showed that game.
0: Yeah, that was his point.
1: I was looking forward to seeing them. I think the the biggest thing about going, for me personally, going to wild games this this season is to see the potential superstars, which is why the Kings game was terrible. You know, Kopitar didn't do a thing. Um, they're slow, they're bad, they're not fun to watch. I w- no, seriously, I want the I want Landon Scogs, and I want the McKinnons, and I want the Tarasinkos and McDavids. I want them playing at their best because that's the most fun, I, I think, as NHL fans that we're going to have in 2019-20. Yeah. That's the fun of it. Watching guys score goals off their asses and can barely skate, that's not fun. That's not really fun, though. That's not attractive to me.
0: I guess uh, one last thing here. Did the Wild... Make a mistake, passing on Caulfield, this kid in Wisconsin who is just clearly a stud. The guy shoots the puck at will.
1: Okay, I will only say, yes, he is. He's like, what, five six? Yeah. Okay, the only reason why I say I think that they might have was, was because I watched the draft that night. I think it was TSN's coverage, and they were clearly all on the, this kid's a pure goal scorer. They're impossible to find. You got to take him and then he fell, and then he fell, and then he fell. So this is not a first guess because I don't know enough about hockey prospects. True, it's It's, hard. It's sort of like baseball. Really hard. Uh, So I'm not saying, oh, man, I identified this kid last year, and I saw him play in juniors, and, man, how did you not take him? I don't know that. But the TSN coverage was very adamant about these guys are really, really hard to find, and he is a pure sniper goal scorer. Yeah, he's coming to the – So my answer would be, it sounds like it. And it, how, how's the college kid that they did— Baldy? Yeah, how's Baldy doing?
0: He's—I think he has like one point through four games. And he's also, though—I was reading a report. Um, the Athletic had a national report on him. Um, and he transitioned, I believe, from wing when he was in juniors to center here at, at Boston College. And he's on—and and his line mate oh, was, doing that was again, also— man. Everyone's who, doing that. Yeah, it seriously is. Um, Alex Newhawk, who is Colorado's first-round pick, is on his wing. Okay. And he was a center. So it, this, these college hockey results. So, who's, so he's the center. So Boldy, our guy, is the center, and the and, center is now the wing. Yeah. Okay. So it, why patience, can't we? I, why are we doing this? I don't know. I have no idea. I I know uh, the Badgers come to Mariucci here in a couple of weeks, right before Thanksgiving. I'm definitely going. I, I I don't know if you're in town. You might. You're going next spring. you might New be York. New York. I think. But I, think might be watching
1: I am Isles Penguins at Barclays. I will
0: be making my appearance to uh, 3M Arena at Mariucci, wearing a Caulfield um, jersey, wearing a possible Caulfield jersey in the press box, Brian Deutsch who's probably a fan of this show. I'm sorry, but no cheering. It's either that or my St. Cloud Jersey, Brian. So pick your poison, but
1: this is why you need high draft picks, right? Yeah. Like this is why, because we're talking about now, because that that was pick 13. Yeah. Is that right? So like, this is why you 12, 12. but this is why you need a top five. So we can be sitting here talking about the fact that the wild in their pipeline has a top five pick who, by the way, might not go play college. Or if he does, will play one season and that will be it for sure. That's the point. Yep. That's the point. Now, To your hope that that it's the top overall pick, I say it's Minnesota. That usually, (laughs) aside from Carl Anthony Towns, does not happen here. But still, um, before we go, I I do want to say I think what what we should try and do is find one thing per show about the Wild that we can celebrate. It's going to be a long year. Yeah. Right? After going to the game on Saturday, Matt Dumba. As I said before, kid's going to screw up. He's going to make some bad plays. Yep. But this guy's gotten himself in really, really good shape. He's in fantastic shape now. He's got that in the
0: head too. He's, yeah, mentally, he's shape. He's got the
1: spec, howitzer yeah. of a shot. Yep. This kid, you can build like this. This to me, and I might be wrong here, but this to me is Brent Burns two Yeah. Like that second chance, mm-hmm. and you are not going to trade Brent Burns this time. Right. No, I am dead serious. And
0: not, not for Danny Heatley or. And what this and what this Devin guy Sabushi. can do,
1: and long term, and yeah, it might be a year or two. It's going to be rough here or maybe into year three, I don't know. Point being is, he's going to be, I think, in his prime, a prime player when you come out of this, and he is going to be a guy who's going to be, at that point in time, I think, worth buying a ticket to see.
0: I think he's entering his prime. I think he's knocking on the door already. Um, You're probably right. Since
1: 2016,
0: this is a nugget I found, only three defensemen average more goals per game than Dumba, Brent Burns being one. Dougie Hamilton being the other, Victor Hedman being third. So, I'm sorry, he's the, he averages the fourth most goals per defenseman. And those three guys who I listed in front of him, Burns, Dougie, Victor Hedman, those are world-class defensemen. Absolutely. I mean Dougie, Dougie, Dougie Hamilton's maybe not on the same level as a Hedman or a Burns. He was but, very good. But his offensive ability is. And, and those guys all, what all those guys have in common is they're going to make defensive mistakes that will make a hockey purist pull his hair out but I'm telling you, it's worth in the long run because of the offense he drives. It offsets the the buffoonery, and he'll have to be played. And the buffoonery's
1: been cut down, I think. Yeah, don't you? I, I think
0: it has. And there, there's been moments here and there this season that I've seen from Dumba that's like Dumba, what the hell? Yeah, are but you Brent doing? Burns does the same exact and he, exactly, thing. Exactly, that's exactly same the point. Thing. So it, it's okay. Don't freak out. This it, he's locked up too for a while. So I, it, this was a good signing, good person to keep around. I'm happy with you. I'm I'm, I'm right there with you that Dumba so far has looked great, and I, I would say. At least for me, I'm, I've been very impressed with Ryan Hartman. I, I didn't think I was going to say that when he signed here, but no matter who he plays with when he's playing alongside Feligno, uh, Felino, Feligno, um, no, all uh when he, him and Feligno are together, no matter who's in the middle, yep. those guys are workers, and they drive possession, and I'm a big fan. So Ryan Hartman, bravo. I think that was a very good sign.
1: Ryan Hartman and uh, Brad Hunt.
0: Yeah, who would have thought? Would be our team MVPs through a dozen games.
1: And guess what that makes them? Eminently tradable at the deadline. <laughs>
0: It's all get planned.
1: All right. We are uh, done. Judd's Hockey Show back next week.
0: This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for 2 Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories
1: that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More. Save $1 each sale.